We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this episode of Jacked Ramsey's, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am your co-host, Danny Morang, joined by always, well, hopefully always, always and forever, Brandon Sprague, Tinny the Fan. <laughs> What's the divorce rate in their country right now? 50%? Uh, I don't know. How, how long do radio stations, what, stay, what stays together longer, couples or radio station hosts? I would say, on average, radio station hosts. That's kind of what I was, especially uh, with, with with at your network. Yeah, our station's pretty good that way. Which you know, thank you God. But uh, <laughs> I think most radio stations give a group like three or four years. I think marriage is right, don't they say? In the first two to three, it's yeah. Like, I think that's kind of three like, there out. Not not it's not good, Bob. That's that's the way you open up a podcast right there. Yeah. Is divorce rates in America? Speaking of divorce, let's talk about Damian Lillard. Yeah, good. That's 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 a professional radio host right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, as, as we get rolling here on Jacked Ramsey's, like, rate, review, subscribe. Like, rate, review, subscribe. You guys have done a fantastic job already downloading the podcast. Uh, yes, the reviews are have come in. Uh, thank you, everybody has that has uh, left a review, uh, clicked on it, subscribed to the feed, Apple, iTunes, podcast catchers whatever you need spotify we are now on google podcasts every all of the players are catching up you should be able to find it on stitcher and megaphone as well now uh spotify took over megaphone that's a different podcast uh but yeah so thank you all it has been the first launch or excuse me the first week was a, a tremendous launch even after uh things went sideways on the technology side and the players didn't catch up um it still went great so thank you thank you all very very much um beyond that it's a, uh, I don't know. We're sitting here doing this now right after uh, the first summer league game. Mm-hmm. What were your overall impressions? Uh, we'll get into the mailbag here real quick, but just kind of 30,000 feet overall impressions of, of the veteran players that were out there in, in Beasley, Moutier, and Fareen and the likelihood of one or both of them ending up, uh, you know, in Portland next season. I, uh, I, you know, I had expectations for them to win the game. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I really think they've built the squad where they care about winning because they're, I think they're, they're, they're a favorite. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, right. They're a favorite in the books, but I think Neil and the organization care about getting these veterans that experience, like go out there and body these young players who are trying to earn their way into the league. 
So watching Moutier, Farid, and Beasley was pretty important. Now, admittedly, I missed the first half of this because I was coaching my daughter's soccer game, which, by the way, Did we you won our first game. There you go. So, yes. But when I, what, I, what I was seeing was Emmanuel Moutier not making much of an impact at all. I, I, I'm good off him. Kenneth well, Reed, well, he was making an impact. It was just the difference between him and everybody else was, yeah. was not good, Bob. It, it was not great. But I think you and I, and we've discussed this before on live shows in our uh, past podcast, it's up to Fareed and Beasley, right, yeah. for that extra roster spot. Look, I, I still think I'm leaning Beasley off of – if I'm going off of game one, I know Fareed's stats are better and Beasley shot three of 11 and he is dreadful by all measure on defense. But it's not like I'm expecting Kenneth Fareed to come down there and anchor anything defensively. I'll still take the guy that can get a shot and get a bucket if he needs to be put out there on the court. I, dribble, I think dribble pass shoot is valuable. It is valuable. It matters, right? Like for all the things Mello would do to drive us crazy in certain moments, mm-hmm. he still had games where he, he would hit pivotal shots that would break momentum or extend momentum or help kind of turn the tide a little bit. And he'd give you 14, 15 off the bench. Like he had a good amount of games. I thought Melo did of making an impact. So can you replace that? Maybe not with Reed and Beasley, but if there's a choice between those two, I think I'm going to go with the guy and get a bucket. And that's the thing. I think the Blazers are going to look at this and they've got two open roster spots. They're going to use one because they need it. They need another body. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to do anything beyond that because those those veteran minimum salaries are not going to hit you on the cap side of things. So they're they're not in a in a bad position there monetarily. The unfortunate thing is, I think the Blazers are going to have to pick between one of these two guys, and they're going to have to matter. Like that's that's a thing. Like that's that's what's to me is terrifying about all this. On top of all of the things that we've talked about with Damian Lillard and. Uh, the need to restructure the team and, and bring in impact players, you're going to need a contribution from guys that haven't been in the NBA for two years. Yeah. Like, just because it worked with Carmelo Anthony to an extent does not mean that the experiment should be replicated with the hope of achieving the same or better results. Sometimes it's okay to just be like, nah, we, we, we got lucky with the last one. We, we don't need to do this again, right? Yeah, yeah. You're more likely going to have a Festus Azili than a Carmelo Anthony. Yes, and there's been more Festus Azilis, as in Festus Azili and Pau Gasol. Like we, or Pau Gasol we, is another one. We've right? seen That's this. Someone. Yeah. So, all right, uh, let's get into the questions uh, right out of the bet, right out of the bag. We do have quite a bit, so thank you guys for that. Uh, we'll start with Colin Pettit, Colin Petit. I'm sorry, I don't know which one it is. Uh, is the team shopping into one to upgrade the team besides CJ? I know, quick reference, we could be looking to upgrade the third, fourth, and fifth options with CJ likely staying. How likely do you think it is that the Blazers, while not shopping CJ, are shopping Cove and Nurk or Derek Jones Jr.? I I mean, I, I don't think it's impossible, but I don't really know what you get in return for players like that when you're you're basically going to a flea market and you're negotiating between tables. You're not going to the, you know, the Gucci store and getting back a great value price. Yeah. You're going to the flea market. So is it impossible to trade Cove, Nurk, DJ with the uh, one more year on his contract? No. But is it likely? No. It, you still have to mean. replace those guys if you trade them. Like, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you may get, yeah. you may be able to trade two for one. 
But are you getting like the position? Like, if the Blazers trade Yusuf Nurkic, if like, are you okay all of a sudden starting Cody Zeller because you got uh, a higher caliber level four, and now you can move off Covington? It's like you're kind of rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. If I just don't. I, I guess I my problem with trade stuff and hypotheticals, like it's not impossible because this league is crazy. But I just don't look around like, the landscape of the league and see a team that's like, yeah, we need Yusuf Nurkic to break. What's going on here? Take these guys and return. I just don't see what that trade is or who that is. So I would say I, I wouldn't expect a trade is what I would say to the, to Colin. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's fair. Um, I think this is a nice transition. Uh, this is from Harry. At least I think it's Harry because it's at Harry29701546 get those well they're very hairy you know it doesn't matter yeah uh what is the best realistic outlook for the blazers as currently constructed what's the best the very best possible Real, outcome best realistic outlook. Uh, is, is dame playing i don't know what's 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 a realistic outlook well it's very possible that uh, what you said happens on the live show that he's talking about, Hey, I'm rehabbing and I'll be back in mid to late November, maybe early December with my abductor injury. Um, if he's back earlier, I mean, your best possible outcome, everything breaks your way and you play well, you're a second round team and nothing more. I don't disagree. Like I, and that's, I'm that's looking for something totally to like, argue against with you. I think we're going to be kind of in lockstep on some of this stuff. Um, I still think they're a first round and exit team. I don't think they're you need a things round. to go really well for you. Okay, let's yeah. take a look at let's take this opportunity to real quick take a look at the West. 
Okay. Okay, the Clippers are probably out of it because Kawhi's going to miss most of the season. Okay? The Lakers are, on paper, they, they're going to be good. Okay, so the Lakers. The Warriors, they've got some young guys. They've got some old guys. Clay, let's just say Clay is 75% of what Clay is supposed to be. They still have Steph and Dre, right? They still have Wiggins, who looked like a good NBA player. Wiseman yeah. in another year. Two young rookies, one of which looks like could be pretty impactful. Like, they've got players, okay? So that's three. Uh, the Suns, they may not make the finals, but do you think they're going to be damn good? Okay. Jazz? Okay, that's five. Yep. How about Memphis? Is Memphis making an ascension? Are they rising up at all? You would have to assume Memphis gets better, right, with Ja, with Jaron, with Dylan. So like, now they're I probably, did... again, a little bit tighter as far as, like, a play-in team. How about Dallas? Dallas, well, I don't know if Dallas gets better, but I think Dallas is right there in the thick. They're going to be healthier, and they're not going to look like ass for the first yes. two months of the season. Yes, like they, they, I think people glossed over the fact that they had such a poor start. Like, oh, they only had a slightly better record than the Blazers, and it's like, now let's go ahead and see how they did in the playoffs, and they were, you know, one game away from getting it done. As 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 bad as they were. I think every team, Danny, got they're either going to be the same or they might get better with development. And I think we're not even counting the teams who missed the dance. Um, and it might seem ridiculous. Sacramento. Could be. Sacramento. Halliburton could take that step. If Heald stays, they don't deal him. You know, De'Aaron is one of my favorite guys. You never know. And I'll even say this. Stan Van was god-awful. Well, the Pelicans are going to get better. The Pelicans have got to get better, even if they only keep what they have, like, I know they got destroyed for the Devontae Graham deal, but bro, I they can, Graham they can score. Like, he like, can score. Like that's the thing is like they can't really stop anybody, but they can score. Yeah. And in, in the regular season, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the Blazers didn't stop anybody. They scored a lot. And yep. that can get you into the playoffs. So this whole idea of like oh, the the Clippers are a little banged up and uh the continuity with the Blazers like they've got a whole season with Norm, and I'm like these other teams around them are getting better. The Clippers without Kawhi got to the West finals and competed like that Clipper team would have beaten Portland without Kawhi Leonard. That's insane to think about, but that's so, how good they were. So let's not diminish the Clippers because Kawhi is going to be out till probably March. He, I wouldn't be surprised Maybe. if he's out of the season, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it could be a KD situation. Year one Brooklyn sits out, but still it's like, let's not act like they're not good players. Right? No, they're like, they're, they're, they returned basically everybody that mattered. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, so Portland, this whole idea, like, well, well, they'll have CJ and, and Nurk, you know, healthy. And we're, like the Blazers won those games already. They don't like, like get bonus points for winning them by more. We have a question and we're probably, I don't know if we get to it, we get to it. But like, I, and I won't say it, but there was a question involving Nurk and the thing you're talking mm -hmm. about that we can talk about a little bit later, but. Okay, this one is a uh, kind of fits into what, what's been going on recently. This, this is from uh, Josh Bullock with uh, Ben Simmons saying he doesn't want to go to Portland or Toronto. Does that make a CJ plus uh, deal for Siakam trade any more likely? I mean. I think we give it up. I might. I'm pulling a France, man. I'm waving the white flag. Yeah. I think it's over. I think we need to let the CJ trade stuff go. That's kind of where I sit. Um not just because from a value standpoint, just because I, I don't think Neil O'Shea has given 
any indication that he is willing to actually engage in trades. Like the only yeah. time I've ever heard CJ's name, no BS, be in, be in an offer is for James Harden. And if that's the bar, like what, dog, what are we doing here? Right. If you're, yeah, if your expectation is James Harden type players, go with God. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna live and die with his own choices, and that's kind of what that job is anyway. But I mean, good luck to you. But I kind of feel like play some Sarah McLaughlin, and I just want to like put my my face up like I'm a caged animal, and just like you know, <sighs> yeah. that's how I feel when you talk about not trading CJ anymore. Yeah, I just yeah, I I don't know. listen, guys. If you want to like put in some some questions in here that are, um, I, I I think the 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 thing we're looking for is the less the less bummer right questions. Put them in. We'll gladly take them. We'll gladly gladly take them. Which one would Jody want near her bed? Me or Danny? Let's debate this right now. <laughs> oh. He's definitely picking you. It's I don't know, man. It's you guys can match dark sides. There's something to that energy. I just it hurts. Like I, I I'm sitting like scrolling through. I'm like, is there really like a happy question in here? And you but, know what? But, but there these is. are what we're talking about, right? Like yeah. this is the situation. I think we have to be. We can't shy away from. I don't ever want to shy away from it, but I, I, yeah. I'll be honest. Like a little, like peel back the, the the curtain, the onion, whatever you want to call it here. I get sick and tired of people coming at me and be like, "Why are you so negative all the time?" And I'm just, it's like, it's not, it's not me. Like, I, do hmm. I want to sit here and talk about like, wow, Greg Brown can jump out of the gym and like his, the, the Blazers like converted more alley oops today than the, the regular Blazers have in a year. Yeah. I want to like have fun and talk about dumb shit like that. Like maybe two years, but yes, but that's, the, like, that's the thing is like, I want to do that, but I can spend like 10 seconds on that. Yeah. Because it's, it's not that impactful right now. No. The other stuff that's not as much fun right now is more impactful and more pressing and more right in your face. And it's like, and that's why I'm going to do this nibble uh, at nibble underscore two by two. Best pizza for watching Blazer games at home? Oh, that's a great question. My answer on this has recently changed. Okay, so I I have um, I'm, I'm well. Do we want to give the company names or go not? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. We'll, we'll use this as as a uh, test footage. I, I have an Abby's not far from my house. <laughs> that's where I just changed to. And Abby's has. <laughs> fire ass pizza good god if we have a large with Mm -hmm. pepperoni sausage olive pineapple and jalapeno that is a fantastic pizza to be eating during a blazer game pepperoni and jalapeno i asked oh give it to me so i need the pineapple though i'm a pineapple guy i know that i i you and amara i'm you're, you're both wonderful people so i won't kill you but uh we we did the tradition our our first meal in the house was yeah. was pizza, pizza yeah. and Chinese, and um, I just moved out to Newburgh, and there's an Abbey's just down the road. I've never had Abbey's before that. Oh, I didn't know there was an Abbey's in Newburgh. Yeah, it's right down the street. Like it's here in minutes. Oh good. Um, and my sister lives out here too, and she was like, I was like, hey, what's the best you know like good pizza to get out? Here? She's like, Abbey's is pretty good. And I was like, oh, all right. So I got that, and yeah. I was, 
I, I was a round table or Bellagio's guy in, in Beaverton. Those are good. Round tables and Bellagio's good. Good. Um, Giovanni's, especially if you're an OG Beaverton guy. Yeah. Um, but Abby's is good, dude. Abby, pepperoni yeah, and jalapeno. Like it's yeah. it's choice. Like it's it's a definite go to when you're like, you know what? And those commercials, I, it's kind of funny. I actually joked about this the other day. Those those Abby's commercials are like all former like Oregon Ducks, so they would never ever ever hire me to do that. But they're <laughs> always like looking back, and I'm like, why don't you do an advertisement with like a new customer? Like, no, if talking about yeah, you know what? Somebody just moved into their new house, and their first ever pizza with their their wife in their new house was an Abby's pizza. Yeah, Abby's was my first uh, experience in Oregon <laughs> City where I was like, oh, Oregon City's got a fire pizza joint. Then I found out there's kind of like a franchise yeah. of them. And I was like, okay, that's good. Because if you're going to order Abby's, also let me tell you, if you're doing a family order, get the extra, give them the family or the extra large. Yeah. Don't do too much. Yeah, no, no you got to you gotta get the, the tremendous pizza. The buying one. Yes. The big one, the big one, the big one. Yeah. So, Nibble, thank you for that because now I'm craving pizza. Um, this one is popping up more and more. This is from uh, at Jacob Curry twenty two. Is there a buyer lined up to buy the Blazers when they get put on the market? You're convinced there is. Yes. I don't blame you for that thought. Um, I personally, I think Danny makes a lot of sense. I I've never I haven't heard anything about a, a potential buyer right now, so I can't really. I my best bet is no. But again, I don't I don't have that information. You seem to be convinced that there is an individual ready to buy it tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm pretty convinced there's a guy with a lot of money that has been pre-cleared by the league. Um, and it's just a matter of – it just happens. More often than not with team sales, the, the way the Timberwolves were sold is not, not normal. Typically, it just happens. Like, all of a sudden, there's a new owner. The Timberwolves stuff, I think you heard about it because of Alex Rodriguez's involvement. Right. Like, that's – most of these billionaires, they don't, they, they, real G's move in silence. Okay. Like that's, yeah. that's, they, stuff just happens. Like that's how that stuff goes. Um, but yes, I, I am, I'm very confident that somebody has lined up, that somebody with serious, serious pocketbooks um, is ready and waiting and in the wings, ready to snatch it up. So, well, before we, you know, even when we get to that point, I think it's important to ask that person if they ever do media because our current owner doesn't do that. It'd just be nice to know like how invest, are you going to be invested? Are you? I want this to be somebody's plaything. Yes. Yes. Treat it that way. Cuban Balmer, like get like be at every game, like get teed up, get fined. Like I, I want you to have more money than God. And for this to be your vanity toy. Now, don't be like James Dolan and be an idiot about it. Sure. But be involved. Be invested. Cut checks. Like, don't yeah. be stingy. Build a state-of-the-art training facility. Like, yeah. that's what I loved about Paul. Yeah. We literally have a name for it. It's called Spam. Okay. Spam Paul Allen's money. And now it has gone away, sadly. R.I.P. Paul. So, um... But yeah, I do believe that there is a buyer lined up. I just don't think it's going to happen for two to three years. So everything has, that has been told to me is everything hinges on expansion. Two to three more years, Jody Allen. <sighs> ownership advantage, one of the biggest ownerships or biggest advantages in sports, hands down. Doesn't it feel like we're learning that lesson though? Because Paul was kind the of stark a contrast. Like, yeah, like I think people that were even critics of Paul are quickly seeing that like. Ownership pairing matters. It really does. Particularly in small markets. 
Yeah, especially in small markets. Because the, the, the small things become bigger, right? Like you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, this isn't good. Yep. So it's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. I'll, I'll add this. We don't have to talk about this, but I'll just no, no. add. I, I've heard from a few different Blazer fans, like some of them in my life, some of them are like acquaintances, but mm-hmm. I've been a little surprised how ready people kind of are knowing they what's coming and just going, let's just ship them. Let's just do it. Just nuke the whole thing. It's over. I've already gotten there mentally. Like if, if when it does happen, like I'm already – like I, I like bypass the bargaining stage just because I know what is going on behind yeah. the scenes and the asks that have been made. And it's just like, just rip the bandit off. Like, just, just give me, just give me Evan Fournier and two draft picks, New York, and we'll call it good. God, the next national media person <laughs> that says it, I swear to God, I'm going to have the, the soaped up tube sock ready for him. So tired of it. Oh yeah, no, Fournier will be a great salary balance. And I'm like, you jackass. Are you kidding me? We're really going to do this. Like that's a well, negative well, value well. asset. Like I know I understand the fundamental nature of like how contracts and trading them works, but you can't send out more shitty assets. Like <laughs> that's not that's not how this works. Like it's <sighs> anyways. They need to get into the Knicks. That's all they want. They want them to the Knicks. And, and this is a great transition. This from uh, Matthew at Revan Romulus. Realistically, the Blazers do anything besides sign one more minimum contract before the season begins. Also, am I being too negative when I think we will see stretches of the season where both Nurk and Zeller are hurt? That's the question I was referencing earlier. And I'll tell you right now, that person is hitting on something I've had a fear of the minute they signed Cody Zeller. Uh-huh. He has not played, Danny, more than 58 games. He's a 50-game-a-year guy. He's a 60-game-a-year guy at best. So pencil that in, 22 games, missed off the top. Nurkic. Which is why you have to think about Fareed. uh, Yeah, it's why they're going to have to sign a Kenneth Fareed or a Michael Beasley or whoever the hell it's going to be. And Yusuf Nurkic, I mean, I I know there's a lot of uh, optimism about, you know, like I think Gunderson said contract year and, like, you know, I he's see that seven foot, 300 pounds, but he's a big dude. And he's shown zero ability basically as a blazer to really go the full length. He's season. had one so full I, season. Yeah. I mean, what did he miss last year? Six weeks yeah. on Eight. the most innocuous play you have ever seen. I, I remember watching that happen against Atlanta and I was like, what? And he started shaking his hand. And then he just left and they're like, he's got a, a fractured wrist. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? But that's kind of, you know, that's, that's, that's big dudes in general. Like yeah. Chris, that's Porzingis. I was talking to uh, a Mavs uh, beat reporter a couple weeks ago and Porzingis has had, I think in the last two years, 14 different cataloged lower body, lower body injuries. When you get to that size, because throw all of the Nurk is 265 nonsense out of your ever loving minds. Nurk is 300 plus pounds, even just thin. That size alone, he's 300. He's thin to trim. Nurk is 295, 300 pounds. He was 335 when he got here. He's a massive. When I, when I talk about Nurk being like in that category of dude, there's like five guys in the league. Somebody's like, Oh, Jokic and him are the same size. No, they are not. Nurk is is as thick as a refrigerator from front to back. You've been next to Nurk. Nurk is a massive dude. Huge. And 
very, very, very rarely. Shaq probably being the only guy in NBA history in that 1% of 1% size dudes that had a clean bill of health for a decade. I mean, yeah, it doesn't happen. I mean, we got Sabas too late. That we saw. How that, that was after two Achilles and three knees. Nurkic, <laughs> the thing that they always say with bigs, and, and honestly, this works for any athlete, you're never getting healthier. No. So, like, after that first surgery, good luck. Like, the bones are stronger, but, like, the the, the, the muscular structure's underneath. It, like, it never is the same, man. Oh. So... So that listen that that I thought that question was great because yeah. I thought it was a real snapshot of OS. We might have our our five and our backup five miss twenty five plus games this year. And it's you better possible. pray they don't overlap. Otherwise, uh, they're going to Anthony Tolliver, Mario Hazonia, the center again, right? We're going to get Mike Beasley center minutes. No, what we'll do is Rolo will get bought out in Orlando and he'll come to Portland. Yeah, you're not getting him out of Orlando, man. Universal Studios and Disney World. <laughs> Nah. And they paid him more. They gave he's him also, they gave him four million. They did give him four million. He also lives in Portland, so he's gotten his Portland yeah. fill. So now he's ready to go to Orlando. He's like, you wait, you want me to stay in Portland in the winter and then go to Orlando in the summer. <laughs> I think you guys have got this one backwards. What's Nene Hilario doing? <laughs> Is that where we're headed? Luis Nene? Scola just hung him up. But uh, did you see Scola at the Olympics? Dude, he was a good-looking cat. He kind of turned me on. Dude, like it looked like he bronzed before each game. He bronzed. His haircut was high and tight. He has a good-looking oh, old man grayish beard. The hair. After Bronze having that good. greasy hair for so long where you're like it's, – it's, it's, it was to the point where like you weren't sure if you wanted to guard him or the shirtless fat guy because oh, if, his, if his greasy yeah. hair got you, it was nasty. If the, the slimed up fat guy got you, it was nasty. Either way, you're either getting that wet, grace, greasy hair in the face or you're getting the sweaty fat guy. It's just like, but he cut that off. And it was like, it was like a, a I don't know, the glow up of the century. Like he, yeah, that was an amazing glow. Cause like I, somebody I said that to Luis Scola when they first popped on. And I was I like, no, he's not ugly enough. Yeah, I know, right? You were like, that dude's kind of ugly. And now you're like, <laughs> oh, he's kind of hot. What's going on with Luis Scola? Good for him. Listen, Good man. Luis you Scola, and I, if we 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 strive to have that level of glow up at that age, right? Like, oh, it'd be so fantastic to look that much better at like forty-one or whatever. No, I mean, it's that's a it's not a, a tough bar for me to climb. Like, <laughs> looking better than I look now. So, I just want to be hotter than Luis Scola. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> yes. Damn it. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Any updates on Root being available in streaming services? Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't I, heard anything. Like I've 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 had conversations with Root about other stuff going on and then what potentially the the landscape looks like, but I just say that they're working on it. I I think that they're gonna look at try to do something. I just don't know if it'll be ready for the season. I don't know who had that report, but didn't somebody have that like a couple weeks back that they were talking to YouTube TV and Hulu about yeah, jump? They're, they're they're looking at at different things that are out there. You, so. you make better. They better get that done because they don't. They're going to lose more of the audience than Comcast probably had, Northwest uh, yeah. NBC Sports. So, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything up to date, but I'll tell you right now, they better be working really vigilantly on getting YouTube TV and Hulu. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty confident that they're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. So, um, 
beyond I'm still that how all that's gonna work man I, I i have no clue how that's gonna work i none i have no no ever loving idea have they even signed kevin calabro nothing's been official yet so they'll, they'll figure that out they'll end up paying him his money listen even if they don't they pull travis or holton out of the booth and you think that's what they would do yeah who would do radio i think that's an easier slot to fill than a tv slot yeah that's a wow i mean what 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 else i mean what else would they do would you go hire scott lennigan i mean like i don't know what they would do on radio that's what i'm saying like i don't know i'm available would they make chad do radio <laughs> can you imagine doing doing play-by-play <laughs> look at this clown <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to run a fast break defense where is it Oh God! So yeah, like I don't know. It's all that stuff. We haven't even got there yet. We still don't know where that stuff's at. So uh, this yeah, one, certainly everywhere, isn't there? it? It is. No, it's just it's it's pure unadulterated chaos. Like that's just the way this is gonna go. Yeah. Uh, this from Wayne Hughes at Reading the Water. Okay, let's say this is all Neil does. Uh, crappy statement. Even think about this team is that was not my emphasis. That was that was in the tweet. I swear to God, this team is not a championship contender. Is it realistic to expect Dame to inquire about being traded at the de- at the deadline? We we may disagree here. I I say absolutely. I um if he misses any time with that injury, I that team that's a bad tea leave, dude. They're gonna tr- they're, yeah. I'll tell you right. That's a bad tea leave. That's a good point. But also, you know, Norm CJ. That team can be okay, but that team ain't gonna be amazing. They're gonna be absolutely dog ass on defense. I and not that Dame's better, but I'm just saying he he gets it back good. on that that offensive end of the floor. Yeah, yeah, I expect a lot of 110 to 120 type games. Um, if that happens, yeah, I absolutely think it's possible for the deadline stuff, man. I do. So, I would have disagreed with you probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. I've talked to more people locally and nationally that are pretty clued in on stuff and. They seem to think if things are headed the way they are with what they haven't done, that the ask out happens at the deadline, but it's more of a courtesy. Like Yeah, it's more of a hey, capitalize on getting some assets in return, but, but I'm it, out. It's a it's a ask out at the deadline, but I'll be moved at during the summer. If yeah. that makes sense. Less disruption. Um you allow teams that are out there <laughs> to, you know, Put their best, you know, package together. Put all their their makeup on and and yep. pre- go full bachelor style. You know, I present you this rose. Did you blow it all the way up, or did you take a young asset? Like if oh. Boston's not doing what they want to do, and they say we'll give you Jalen. Listen, but, I, I, I want the blue chip, but I'm st- I want the blue chip and to blow it up. I am not retooling. I want Jalen and picks. I want Brandon Ingram and picks. I want whatever young guy this next summer that comes available and picks. You think that they're going to actually? Because I'll tell you right now, they get Jalen or Brandon. Brandon, they're, they're going to try to retool around CJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly where that's going to go. And that's the next question here, Mister Yolius. Is Neil's ultimate aim to build the Blazers around the franchise player that is CJ McCollum? I'm not saying no. <laughs> I can't believe we're even quiet and contemplating whether we should answer this question, but. Yes, I would absolutely say that is in the cards right now. 
just you know when you have a split in vegas you get eights you you split eights you play two hands Mm -hmm. we're at that point yeah and game is an eight and cj's an eight and neil has convinced himself that the cj hand is the hand he's caring more about right now because one hand is like hey give me some help i'm an all nba player the other hand is like hey i'm good at business and i'm the president of the player association now both of them matter come on now both uh, yeah they both matter but i think it's kind of an i could even get a straight face out of it how we've got this point i don't i don't know i never thought we would get this far Danny, we could invite Neil O'Shea on right now to third camera in, and he could talk circles around us in certain regards. And I, I wouldn't be like, oh, I feel stupid. That's his job. It's amazing to that I'm, I'm watching the same game as that guy, and he's not going home thinking I need to do everything I can to keep this guy. He's amazing. He's like, I have another player that's just a little worse, but still good, and I'm gonna go with that guy. It's, it's definitely a calculus that I didn't see coming. Like that's that's the only way I could I can put this. Like it's like it, we we made like jokes and memed about it. We all did. But to like actually see that like that this might be real. Yeah. That's that's a different level. That's that, that's that's three D chess stuff, man. And I'm well, just saying, like thin doctor. Like by the way, imagine that press conference. Because I don't think he, I don't think he gets fired if he ends up trading Dame. I don't. I don't think the ownership cares. I genuinely thought that if it came down to it, mm-hmm. that it would cost him his job. I don't believe that anymore. I think they're so disconnected from the team that they're just sells are good for tickets. You're still winning. You're still a player. Like I think that's that's their. Bar. That's yeah. what they care about. Right now, at, with this ownership group, as things currently sit, I believe that might be the case. That sucks. Isn't that isn't that the isn't that the great one you want to end the podcast on? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you right now, that's that's not how. You know, there's a lot of philosophies and, and morals that we all carry with our, within mm-hmm. ourselves, right? Like, I'll give you a quick one. I was selling a car that we bought right out of college. It was a used car. We got scammed when we bought it but we needed a car bad. So we bought it. It was a great car yeah. Honda element. I could have sold that car for $2,500. I agreed verbally to a guy that wanted it in the baddest of ways. And he was one of the first people to reach out. And I was so desperate to get it. I said, I, I'll give you a thousand. I'll give it to you for a thousand dollars. Just come take it. I want it out of my garage. Mm. And in that time between giving it to him and him coming to get it, I had like three or four people like, Hey, here's 2000. Here's 25. And I had a lot of people going, dude, you're stupid. Get rid of it for that. And I'm like, I, I told that guy that that it was his. I was waiting on the title to get here, and it was his. Now, I don't think you're a bad person if you take more money. But I personally am like, if I'm going to say I'm going to do something, I'm going to try my damnedest to do it. Yeah. And so I just, I just think it's wild that your brother leaves you this entity that he clearly cared a lot about. And you've given zero Fs whatsoever to his legacy they've, they've she's cut the, the like the checks to run things and kept the status quo yep. it's just the more i take a look at all the transactions yeah they gave up two first round picks for robert covington and i'm like yeah there's no new deal there 
they signed Derek Jones Jr. with the MLE, but they did a two-year MLE with a player option. They have left themselves financial loopholes at every yeah. turn with the exception of Dame and CJ's contracts. And they greenlit those. Like, that's that's the one thing you can say, but, like, what, are you going to not sign Damian Lillard? Huh? You know? It's just bad business, too. Like, if, 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 if you would have told me in 1999, 2002, that the mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors were going to be relevant on a title-winning level, I'd have laughed in your face. They're yeah. garbage. They were mediocre. They were not good. When they made the playoffs, they, they got swept. They had the one year to beat Dallas. Like, it was a cute little story. Did we believe in that? Yeah. But guess what happens when you start winning and caring about being good? Now, if the Golden State Warriors sell their team, how much are they selling it for? Three bill, three and a half bill, probably four, probably four. Okay. But if they would have sold that same ownership group sold in 99, they would have got what? And I know the financials are different, but like my point is yeah, caring about winning skyrockets your value. Yes. Yes. So you could dive in and you want to make 2 billion. Great. What if you made $2.7 billion? Right. Cause if that's yeah. your angle is the money. Being good helps business. It makes business better. And not just that. The other part of this is, is that you, the person that comes in the, as the new owner, they're not going to care because they're going to have more money than God. Yeah. Like they're yeah. going to be able to make any changes they want. And nobody wants, no, nobody that level wants to just piss away tens of millions of dollars. Don't, don't get it twisted. That's not what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I, I got in this argument on Twitter the other day. The number one thing that an owner brings to sports is capital and willingness to spend said capital. That is their value. Mm-hmm. They don't have any impact any other way. Everybody's like, well, the culture and this, and like that stuff can all be held by somebody else. Nobody else can spend the money. Nobody. Culture, by the way, to me, culture is also a locker room creator, not an ownership creator. That, there, there's two different cultures. There's your team culture and there's your business culture. Yes. Your owner is not impacting your team culture. Right. So like the Clippers, for example, Balmer, you would imagine has a great culture because he seems enthusiastic and energetic, but that doesn't make its way to the players. So you saw in the bubble, their culture crumbled because their culture was internally not great. Mm -hmm. Whereas it felt like this year I needed to see it, but I think many other people were in that camp and they came together and said, no, nah, we're not chumps. We can get to the West finals. And they had a stronger culture and they had a stronger culture. Like culture to me is a roster yeah. locker room situation. That's why I laughed at the boogie stuff years ago. I'm like, yeah, he's kind of a head case, but his he's friends with Dame. Did he fall in line with Dame's culture? Like yeah. that's kind of how yeah. that goes. Boogie, like the same reason Kendrick Perkins got added to teams. Everybody else may hate him, but a lot of players liked him. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's why he kept getting put on teams. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, I can't stand him. I can't stand Shaq. Like these guys that are larger than life that were like on Iguodala. Like everybody calls him an ale. Like it's like he keeps going back to like top winning programs and they want him there. Why? Yeah. Because he's good for the locker room. Like yep. those, are the, those are the things that I think, again, this is a, a more ethereal kind of a deal, but the whole idea of like, an owner's main job is to spend. Like that's 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 where you get a competitive advantage. Yeah. So I think it's a good place to end it. Uh, about forty minutes here. Uh, yeah. Sprague, go ahead and plug what you got. 
Uh, obviously, you've got your new show and socials and everything else. So give it up. First of all, I wanted to say just kind of piggybacking off what uh, Danny said there at the beginning, like continuing to see the um, outpouring of support and like everybody tuning in and people catching the pod and getting random questions. Like, I love it, man. It, it, we've had a blast doing this. We're doing a couple episodes per week. Danny's been doing some side stuff on the podcast feed. Great stuff with Beckner. Continue to give us a follow, you know, rate, review, please. Any and everything on, and that support on this feed is really, really vital. So while I have my own stuff to plug and Danny always got stuff too, like we're in this to make it fun to, to, to give us honest thoughts or anything we're hearing behind the scenes. And uh, we just, I just really appreciate all the support that we've gotten since we started Jack Ramsey. So thank you to everybody out there for that um, radio show, six to 9 AM, 1080 the fan. We've got a lot to get into tomorrow. Dave winning a gold and then instantly announcing he's injured. What does that mean? Josh Allen got a million billion dollars uh, over the weekend too. So they're all in with Josh Allen. And then I got a new show. It just started this week. Uh, on Friday, it airs at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. And then it's also a podcast. It's called Back to the Futures, where we talk about all future bets in sports, specifically football, more so than any other sport, because I love football and I love the sports gambling aspect of football. So I'm doing that with a guy named Travis Thomas in D.C., and that's on the BetQL network. So there's a podcast feed for that. I'm actually going to eat dinner when I sign off of this thing. And then I'm going to update my Twitter bio and tweet out finally all of this stuff. I know it's ridiculous, but I'm going to update all that stuff and put it out on social at Brandon Sprague. And again, thank you guys for all the support. It's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, as always, guys, you can find me across social media at Danny Morang on Instagram at D Because he's still still squatting on my handle. The monster that he is. We got to uh, bully this dude out of that. Handle. I, I really do need to bully him out. like mass tweets. Like, get him it up. <laughs> Um, like, rate, review, subscribe. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We've gotten a pile of reviews in already. Uh, yes. Thank you all so, so, so much. Uh, the first week went off about as well as it could possibly have gone. Uh, we do have some more stuff coming. I do have some more guests booked. Um, I need to lock a few more of them in as we get ready and get through Summer League, and then uh, we'll we'll get into the thick of the season. It's going to be here quicker than you know. So thank you guys so, so much. Uh, we are uh, Jacked Ramdies as part of, of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I've got so many new taglines i got to work on here, and it's like, let me go ahead and talk through this without stumbling <laughs> like an idiot. So, uh, no, again, can, I, can I say one thing? Yeah, go, go, go. I, the questions were great. Again, I, we know the na the nature of this stuff right now feels negative, but yeah. I think we need to kind of come together with this and share different thoughts and feelings and ideas. We can commiserate oh. together. That's allowed. Yeah, I think this is like a this is a safe space. This is the trust tree. We need to all be in this together. If you guys ever have food or drink related questions, though, like that one with pizza, get them in. Don't hesitate. Yeah, yeah. don't hesitate. Yeah, the food questions are always good. Shockingly, the fat guy likes food. So, yeah, the only bad opinion is scalloped potatoes. That's the only bad opinion we have so far. No, no, no. not we, you, you have no, you. I was saying you and, and everybody else. That oh, agreed. is it the collective we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, for Brandon Sprague, I'm yes, Danny Morang. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.